Welcome, campers, to Camp Divination. We are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And I'm Carly. Well, there's a third person here. There is. All right. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) First time ever. First time. Well, welcome to the inaugural episode of what we're calling Camp Divination. Uh, Jordan briefly went over on our last episode, which we're going to be talking about and uh, retouching on for this episode. Yeah. So since this is the first time we're doing this, um, basically what we're going to be doing is taking our unanswered questions after we finished debriefing the Puna Poltergeist. And um, we're taking them to our friend Carly Latham, who just so happens to be the village tarot witch. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to pull some cards and uh, and we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see if those cards can give us a little insight on on our unanswered questions. I love a mystery. Let me add it. <laughs> well, there as we talked about at the end of the last episode, there's so many questions that we have about this one because of how strange it is. And which were for those of you that missed the episode or need a refresh, we're about to touch on that and recap. Um, but yeah, we're left with a lot of just very open questions that we will probably never find out, but hopefully this will help us shed some more light on it. You never know. You never know. Maybe I'm going to fucking solve it. I really <laughs> hope you do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we just be- a, we believe in you. Just a quick recap. This is episode, if, again, if you missed episode 132, the Puna Poltergeist. <laughs> and <laughs> God damn it. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have laughed. You made me laugh. Because <laughs> you uh, emphasized so hard. That was the intentional. Puna yeah. Poltergeist. Because we're talking about <laughs> India. Uh, Puna, India. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, this area. It's basically the Oxford of the East, as most uh, most referred to it at the time. Uh, but this is over a year span of July 1928 to July 1929. A family that was plagued by a series of just strange happenings and occurrences that targeted a young ten-year-old boy. Um, it became so bad it was actually inflicting harm on the family. Not only the ten-year-old boy, but also a newborn child the parents, and anyone else that came into the household. Over a period of time, one of the, uh, the aunts of the child that also lived with the parents kept a journal documenting each occurrence as it happened. And in July of 1929, she came in contact with Harry Price from London, uh, whom invited her to come and basically present her journal findings. Um, they, he thought it was such a crazy case that he eventually decided to invite the family along uh, he had a his own personal lab that they were going to continue to do studies. At that point, the family dropped off the face of the earth. No reply was ever uh, was ever made. Nobody was ever able to contact the family. Nobody knows what happened. So yep. that's where we are here to find out, hopefully, what happened. If we can determine anything, because that's the biggest question to me is, yeah. how on earth did they just stop replying? I mean, they were in such close contact for a while. And then after that, it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the biggest mystery, right, is what happened to them. Yeah. I feel like back then it would have been so easy to just disappear, though. (laughs) Probably. You don't have social media. You don't have, like, (laughs) IDs like we have now. You could literally just walk to a different town, change your name, and be like, this is who I am, bitches. (laughs) Then that may have been what happened, you know? I mean, maybe they just got tired of being the possessed family and were like, we're out (laughs) see and that that was kind of like that was kind of my thoughts is that like they were in the spotlight at that point and they didn't want to be 
and maybe they decided to like lay low eventually just let it die off and nobody you know thought anything of it after that point or maybe they moved away yeah. uh, became a new you know under a new identity whatever I'd, or maybe it took him yeah maybe it took him that would be thrilling for me i'm just saying <laughs> not for them i'm sorry See, for them I, it would make for, <laughs> i would love it would make for a pretty you know, damn gnarly I, but also cool story so yeah see it would be great give me give me grizzly gore um i don't know drag me to the pits of hell <laughs> <laughs> see that's that's the thing uh, though is the the reason why that actually sort of makes sense to me is because of another detail early in the story and that's one of the first things i'd like to ask okay. is about it's about the older brother okay so the the older brother experienced strangeness before anyone else did right and the the and he experienced genuine high strangeness teleportation yes Mm -hmm. so he would be walking home from school on more than one occasion he would be walking home from school and he would just all of the sudden be transported to a completely different place i am a sucker for missing time i tell you what ah i'm thrilled yeah. So and that's the thing is, <laughs> and that's the thing. It was never really even described. I don't know if the term "missing time" was even really around back then, back in the late twenties. Probably See, not. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why we get these descriptions of it as teleportation. But it sounds like missing time to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's walking mm-hmm. home, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Whoa, how the fuck did I get here?" Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But he experienced that on multiple occasions first so i think i i'd really like to know if the older brother was actually the connection okay you know the the source of not necessarily the source but like the initial contact point of contact for whatever eventually can we can we add on to that or i guess maybe that's a better question because and and we don't have to again have to add this into this but we also talked about the fact that the mother was the original target yeah right so yeah and then we have our various reasons of why they could have been targeted so i mean should we focus on him being the original carrier uh or should we focus mother passing it on to him as the as the next oldest right like alive because i forgot about that i forgot about that because their mother also had experiences before right right like like she had seen full body apparitions yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm and it like mm-hmm. drove her yep. to the point of like going mad and she eventually killed herself. But and we didn't talk about it in the story. And I said we need to make a note of talking about the way that which she killed herself by dousing her sari in kerosene and catching herself on fire. Shut up. Like the Seriously. not the nun movie. What's that? Um Saint Oh, what's that movie? I can't remember what it's called now, but she burns herself on the beach. You know what I'm talking about? Saint something by I think it's A twenty four did that one. Saint Agnes. I don't know. It sounds familiar. <laughs> Maud. Maud. Saint Maud. That's what it's called. Yeah, she okay. burned herself alive. Okay, so here is what my parts say. Um, I used three different decks, but I'm going to be brief in explaining them. The first card is murder, which is always thrilling, but we're going with actual tarot meaning, which is the Ten of Swords. So the question was, is this, like, was the sun the gateway? How did you phrase yeah. that? I'm going to go with gateway. Yeah, um, gateway so Ten fine. of Swords, 
would have indicated extreme emotional stress. Like if you've got the Ten of Swords, in traditional tarot, it's literally a body laying on the ground with ten fucking swords sticking out of its back. If you've got the Ten of Swords, you've been through some shit. And if there is one thing that I know, both from personal experience and from talking to people who've been haunted as fuck, um, trauma opens the door to more paranormal experiences. Whether this is something that you are manifesting yourself by uh, being fucking traumatized or if you are just I hate the term low vibration but we're going to go with it because that's the easiest one or if you are just radiating at a lower energy and the creepy crawly things are more attracted to that right both are true Um, you can be the cause of your haunting and you can also attract darker things just because you're a sad sack of shit you know no offense (laughs) to this kid (laughs) I heard myself and I was like that was mean don't say that but I did but the interesting thing is right after it we have the three of cups and the three of cups is celebration it is coming together but it's also more specifically a group of people which um this card, these cards were already out when you guys were started talking about the mom, which makes me think that it is something to do with the family unit itself. Um, I'm not a huge... Okay, I go back and forth on whether or not I believe in generational curses, but I have heard several stories where entities or whatever were attracted to a certain family. Or if you want to look at it in terms of aliens, how they will kind of like target the same group of people Mm -hmm. over and over um but the most interesting part about this is that the last card is the king of swords this uh, i'm using art history tarot for past lives and in this deck it's also labeled as the rational man the king of swords is always a clear thinking logical man so something was definitely going on And I can't say for sure without asking more questions, but I would think that, yes, he was kind of the gateway, but I do think there was more to it. Now that you've mentioned the mother, there probably was a lot of pieces at play, but I also think that he may have tried to rationalize it or potentially saw his mother kind of starting to lose her grip on reality and was like no we're not I'm not doing that I don't I don't I don't super know like I'm not super clear on that but go ahead. well the the I was gonna say the deaths of uh the death of the mother happened to both of them at a very young age yeah and okay. they both became orphans basically at that point and there was also an older brother uh that they had um before the mother had passed away that died at the age of nine Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, that's a that's a lot of trauma. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that's a I, lot. Like the way that feels to me with the cards and the timing that they came out as we were sort of asking, you know, as the question was evolving as you we were pulling cards. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like the Ten of Swords might might signify the the trauma of the older brother, the the one who experienced the missing time and. And all that. And with the family unit, maybe that the death of the mother being the source of that trauma that opened him up to sort of take on her haunting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So the next group of cards actually is a more clear yes than the first one. Um, 
I don't know how to describe it, but sometimes it feels like the cards are like paying attention. And once you hit on the right thing, they're like, here you go. Yes. So this group is what came out when you started talking about the mother specifically and not the son. Um, so we have the deer, which is, um, it. the deer is one of the yes cards for me, but the deer, I, this is the memento mori now, sorry. Um, the deer is usually a, it, it indicates some level of gentleness, but it is also like sure-footed, you're on the right, you're on the right path. And we have the ring, which is interesting, again, going back to the possible being attracted to the family, because the ring is a cycle. If this was a traditional tarot deck, this would be very similar in meaning and energy to the wheel of the year card. Um, like a complete cycle that kind of starts and it starts over and over again. When the year ends, it goes back to autumn, whatever. But the ultimate yes card is the crown. Um, it's the winner, the big payoff. It's like, well done. You've done yeah. it. <laughs> so um, yes was definitely attracted to the son, but probably was the same whatever the mother was dealing with. Um, yeah. Okay. Take that makes away. sense. Yeah. yeah. No, I know that there were, there were like weird theories around like other possible like causes. They had mentioned that the father uh, worked for somebody that hired a sorcerer um, that was able to control spirits to kill the father and then target the children, basically having like that curse end at the end of their bloodline, basically. Okay, I I have a confession to make because I did pull from three decks, but I did not understand the third deck, so I was just like, okay... Uh, I just put them back in and I started shuffling, but the cards were <laughs> um, control. Um, it, the I don't remember, remember the exact ones, but the the point of the cards was that this was manu- part of this could have been manufactured or influenced by an outside person. Okay. <laughs> but I I didn't have that information, so I was like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend. I normally try to explain those, but they was just so different from the rest of them that I thought, oh, maybe it was just listening to some other shit we said. So there you go. They did back <laughs> you up on that. Oh, here it was. It was corruption. That was the, <laughs> yeah. that, was the okay. that was the one. Corruption. Um, yeah. Anyways. Okay, so I'm I'm pretty curious. Um, so I, I sort of had the feeling that the aunt who documented the entire case mm-hmm. um i it seems almost i don't want to say sketchy but it seems like the fact that she knew to do that mm-hmm. that she well at first if you remember she said this there's this isn't like you know they she didn't believe in what was what was going on she didn't she didn't she thought that there was some coincidence so that's why yeah. she started writing it down because there had to be some logical explanation. Yeah. There had to be some And then she happening. just eventually documented absolutely everything. Yeah. Well, a shocking number of paranormal accounts begin with someone just making note of synchronicities. Mm-hmm. That's you fair. know what I mean? Almost yeah. like the more often you pay attention to it, the more real yeah, it becomes. Yeah, it starts happening yeah. also. Yep. Yeah. I, I guess I wondered if, like, if she... I, I want to know if it's if the whole story is even real. 
Oh, fun. Okay, let me switch. Down. That's. Okay. I mean. Um, I know that's. Yeah. It's um, almost sort of a meta <laughs> question to ask in the middle here, but right. like. I mean, it, it makes sense. The ant. It seems like almost too good to be true. Does that? It it's almost weird like because it's a lot such of a dark story over it. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. and uh, a lot of these stories have so many similarities, and it's easy for us to think back on like the Enfield haunting or the Amityville house or any of these other ones sure. that were like have been debunked. So, I think that there is a certain amount of skepticism that just comes yeah. with these, even if it's cool. Okay, so was this <laughs> real or not real? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They have thoughts. I've got like seven cards here. I'll be fast. Okay. <laughs> the shovel is uncovering a path. Uh, so uh, something to be uncovered. And then the harp is peaceful. The cup. Oh, so these feel like yes cards to me, actually. Um, uh, so with it starting with the shovel, I would add the note that it is probably not all exactly as the ant documented because if if there is something to be uncovered then it wouldn't it, it wouldn't have the yes and yeah. is the answer yes but there there was either more to it or some things oh um the latter oops i just threw that the latter <laughs> <laughs> just went all the way across my room the latter card is ascension or getting to the next step so it is possible Sorry, Auntie. Please don't haunt me. It is possible that the ant did look at the situation and was like, you know what, though? People would probably pay. Um, and then we have the anchor, which is stability. And it ends. Okay, so yes, it is real. There is more to it than we've discussed. Possibly the ant. I don't know. Uh, but then the bone house is a lot of spirit activity. It's a safe haven for spirits, but it also, like, if I pulled the bone house in my house, I'd be like, well, I'm fucking haunted. You know, it's just an indication of spiritual activity. And then the obelisk, which is the meeting place between heaven and earth. So all of those cards are very elaborate. Yes, and. Let me get my card. <laughs> oddly <laughs> enough, oddly enough, the bone house was Ryan's nickname in high school. <laughs> okay i i like that i like that answer a lot he's not wrong nope yeah they call like me that answer a lot, for actually. a reason that's true <laughs> <laughs> um oh, no but i i re i really i like that answer because it it does feel like she like she was almost like working behind the scenes like and i like i like that it's not zero or a hundred right like the idea that something was definitely going on and maybe she was giving and maybe exaggerating what was happening in her in her journals maybe it wasn't quite as horrific as she made it out to be or maybe it was worse i right. mean it either way it could have been yeah it, it really could have gone either way but it does seem to be like like she manipulated talking, it somehow yeah people well we had the corruption card right at the beginning too mm -hmm. and you talked about a man with that one an uncle i think it was someone who worked with the father right okay okay what yeah. oh yeah, yeah um, it was the father's boss of the place he worked for he got like pissed off or something i can't remember exactly what happened yeah and set a witch okay. doctor on him right yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, it does seem complicated, but I feel like 
even if she didn't intentionally do it, like even her just documenting it, like even if she didn't have any other motivations, even her just documenting it and paying more attention to it could have unintentionally amplified things. Is there or, any possibility well, like the, the aunt could have been dabbling in some kind of weird shit? I can ask. Do you want me to? We should. Yeah. I would be here like for if that, that could was, be like that maybe a little bit you know, more, yeah. I guess. Because they're uh-huh. the, okay, so the the family is very much characterized as being these sort of skeptical intellectual types, right? But that, that makes that sense seems, with the queen, king of swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems to go away very quickly, though. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as things start happening, you know how in these classic ghost stories, these haunting stories, we always get that person who remains skeptical an annoyingly long time. Right, like mm-hmm. the dad. You know what I mean? It's always yes, the dad. It's always the dad. Yes. Yeah. It's always the dad. This isn't haunting like so, in Dark Skies when the dad yeah. refused to admit like the <laughs> so entire good. fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, his daughter's being dragged by her hair by an unseen entity through the dining room, and he's like, oh, that was probably he's just, just like, the wind. get up. Come on. It's just stop the house messing settling. around. <laughs> yep. How many times have I told you to stop pretending to be dragged by your hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not buying it. But I think, I, think that's, I think that's an exaggerated version of a real human reaction. Where mm-hmm. we, if something is too scary to deal with, we will ignore that it exists for an inordinate al- amount of time. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for I, way longer than we should. But yeah. there's none of that in this story. Uh-uh. There is none. Well, as soon as shit starts jumping off, they're all they're all in. It's because, like, the, it started with the 15-year-old after he, like, after Dr. Setka, like, went and, like, talked to his... Uh, like boss or whatever and he was in like poor working conditions malnourished whatever made the deal with that family everything was like peachy for a year and then he started yep. claiming to like get teleported randomly and then they're yep. like oh okay mm-hmm. well you can live here since they're kicking you out yeah because the mm-hmm. family who had him when he started getting you know having missing time they're like you're not bringing that shit in our house like, there was something about go. like their milk and their water. Rejected. They were like yeah. worried about it was gonna like taint that shit. I don't. Yeah, I it mean, was gonna like bring a, a, a curse upon water. their home. <laughs> it, it would bring a curse upon your home. What are you doing, milky water? That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't even drink milk. I'm bleh, I'm horrified by this. So what the card said about the ant possibly dabbling in things? We have the pedestal, which is an interesting way to start this off because it is lifting above your station or it's just it is a general sense of literally being lifted up like you were on a pedestal um Mm -hmm. but then we have the mandrake root and this is one of my favorite cards because it has a little plant boner (laughs) (laughs) that's adorable this card means it it is adorable (laughs) it's uh it means to get to the root of the issue but it also so this can be like a, uh, like a medicine card like getting to the the core issue. I think there's something to that, but I haven't worked it out in my head. Sorry for the awkward pause. Um, there's something to that, but we're not the pieces aren't piecing. Um, it's also fertility magic. So like like old women's 
kitchen witchery, folk magic type stuff. There's a lot of associations with that, but there is something maybe trying to rise above her station. I don't exactly know. That's going to make sense in a minute, probably. The fish is the subconscious beliefs. So if the fish is coming up, if this was like a, a regular reading and the fish card was coming up, you got some shit buried in your subconscious that you have to look at. But in this case, it seems to be long-held beliefs that she isn't necessarily talking about on the regular. Okay. Uh, and then the last one would make me think, yes, she was practicing something. I don't know what. Like, I would not call this woman a Maybe a healer is a better word for her with the mandrake root. But um, the crow's foot is a talisman, and it also kind of has some folk magic associations um, tied okay. to it. So I would say, again, yes and. Yes, she may have dabbled in stuff, or she may have heard stories that just stuck with her. Um, kind of like campfire stories. She may have heard stories about demons or possession or whatever, and... Maybe that is why she started documenting it, or I don't know. But there is that makes sense. She's a complicated, yeah. She's a yeah. she's a complicated one. She's not she's not necessarily clear cut. I I would say that yes, she believed it. Like I think she believed that that was genuinely happening. But there are enough things consistently that make me think that probably some of it was emphasized more than yeah. it needed to be. Maybe um, she was a closet believer. Oh, right. That's a good one here. Because they're always they're always characterized as as skeptics, but it would make a lot of yeah. It would make a lot of sense, especially her like saying, "Oh, you know, that's not real." But maybe what if? Let's keep track of it. We'll see if anything else happens. Do you know? Were they? um, Do you know? Were they religious at all? Do you know that? Um, that I don't know. Um, I know okay, she so. was like some big like linguistic like wing, ling, wow linguistics lady, and then <laughs> the sister was like a translator, like a big translator, and then the husband of the sister okay. was um, an he was encyclopedist, an engineer, wasn't he? and oh, yeah, uh, so these, what it was. Okay, like okay, worked with like Maratha or whatever stuff, uh, whatever that is. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense with the the King of Sword, the logical thinking. Um, I will say that yes, I think she was a closet believer because the cards are obsession is the name of this card and other is at the top so something that she spent a lot of time thinking about but then we have religious devotion which is why I asked about that and it says extremist on top and then nature worship and pantheism Um, so to me and I wouldn't I, I would hesitate to say this for sure, but I would say it is possible that she was maybe... Well, I don't even know if believing in the old ways, but there does seem to be some some belief system that she kind of held in her own little pocket. And it could be that when this started happening and she started documenting it, she did actually amplify it because she was excited about it and yeah. wanted... like. You know, but if she was outwardly very non-believing and taking notes, I think that there probably was a secret part that was like, holy fucking shit. (laughs) I mean, I would do that. Yeah, same. (laughs) I'd I'd talk about it nonstop and be like, guess what happened? (laughs) 
Okay, so I think we should wrap this up by trying to find out why what? they vanished. What happened to them? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the biggest question. Yeah, absolutely. Like, in the height of all of this, where they were willing... Because she had also... She had gotten in touch with Harry Price because he was close to a family that had suffered very similar issues with their daughter. Eleonora yeah. Zugan. And, yep. like, had she had gone through a lot of the same thing. They had experienced a lot of, like, the same happenings, targeting the family and everything. And it was very, very... Like, a very similar case. And he was, like, really closely attached to it. And so that all stopped. Like, they were able to get all of that, that to stop. So, yeah. I don't know... He had helped them. Right. Yeah. It seems weird mm-hmm. that they would just... Drop it. Right. They would just up and leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to pull a couple... So, the answer is interesting. I think they may have up and left. Um, But... Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, the cards are... The first one, this card is labeled Insanity and Mania is at the top. The next card is Peacemaker with Diplomat at the top. The next card is Secret with Kept in the Dark and Secret Exposed. And the last one is Rural... Rural? That doesn't (laughs) sound right. (laughs) Woodsman is what that one's called. Um, So, Living in the Country. I'm not even going to try again after I said Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Utah. 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 Rural is such a weird word anyways. Yeah. Yeah. When I say it, I hear it in my head and I'm like, that's not how Sounds wrong. Right. I get that. It sounds wrong. I always like, as, as as rude as this probably is, I always think of it as like a benchmark for podcasting because there's like... There's a group of podcasters who, for whatever reason, cannot say the word rural. Rural. Yep. And the, yeah, rural. 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 Like, rural. But there's two different versions of people who can't say rural. I live there out are people, in rural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who just say it strangely, and there are people who go, I can't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> Yeah. I've intersected these podcast worlds. Okay. Sorry. Go so, ahead. no, you're fine. My take on these Okay. You know how if we if we look at like the Salem witch trials, right? That was like a group potentially a group mania, but there was also a lot of hatred. You can see this happen like time and time again mm-hmm. in history. Salem is just the easiest one where it turns into more of a witch trial type thing. Yeah. So, I don't know if they had any, like, actual persecution, but as things ramped up, it seems like um, they may have been trying to keep a lid on it, but it got taken off. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a, it feels very dramatic. It feels like they are, they're trying to pretend like everything is fine and normal and everything isn't fine and normal, but at the same time, everybody is talking about how it's not fine and and normal, right? And right. whatever happened with the diplomat card, um, I do think that they moved to a quieter location um, because then we have the Six of Wands, which is celebration. It's a victory. Yay. But we have the Nine of Swords, which is extreme anxiety, which goes along with the mania. 
Um, so it seems like there could have been some mental health issues at play as well. But I also think that that is referencing like a collective fear that they were going to infect everyone with the demons. Like, or maybe again, that it could like come it, back, or or maybe that it could come back, or yeah, like something like that. Um, the last card is the six of six of swords, which is a transition. It is moving on, moving to a new place, um, and none of those cards indicate actual death to me so i i would say that they picked up and left um and then my confirmation cards were the thistle which is folk protection the weather vane moving in a new direction and the plague doctor protection against sickness so whatever they were doing they left because they thought that it would keep them safe is is what I think. And I am betting that nobody knows what happened to them because everybody thought they were going to get infected by the by the demon. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, fair. Um that that would be my that would be my theory based on those cards. Okay. I I like the idea that they that they left, that they picked up and left sort of um in an attempt to save the children's and maybe their own mental health. Right to protect yeah. mm-hmm. that, like maybe they were seeing the the reaction in the community, it the toll that was taking on the children themselves. Yeah, um, and sw- well, sort yeah. of swept them away. Because there are a, a lot of stories like that. Place <laughs> <laughs> rural. I'd, nope, can't I'd, say it that time either. <laughs> I find it weird though that it. I find it hard not to believe it wasn't an attachment that oh, I would I, have it followed, would have followed them. Right. I mean, if it was an attachment, it definitely would have followed them. And also, the intersection between mental health and paranormal is like it, it's a the pretty whole thing. thin line. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I mean, it makes it hard to distinguish, especially if you're a non-believer. Like, are you having a mental breakdown, or are you having a paranormal experience, or right. are you having both at the same time? Yeah, or is there <laughs> a difference between the two? Is there a difference between the two, or yeah. just because your mental health is bad doesn't mean that you're not experiencing something? So there's, right. you know, there's a lot of gray area. Yeah, that's what makes it so interesting. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Still, there's, there's still. <laughs> Still, just like questions to, that linger. Do you want me to ask if there was an attachment? Please I can do. do that I just quick. need to know. I will. I would love to do that. Um, I am interested, though, especially with like the collective fear that seems to have been like because I mean, like, launched. It was any. I mean, it, again, it could just be like a hardcore haunting because yeah, there were like doctors that even in, went into the house and you know studied studied on Demidor the the young kid just to make sure he was okay, and like they were targeted, um, but like for it to move from this fifteen year old kid, he was starting to have experiences to move into the house, start mm-hmm. stuff still kind of happening to him, and then it targets the younger one. Oh. <gasps> this is such a fun answer. <gasps> oh, I'm thrilled right now. I don't even know what to think about this. <laughs> okay, so the first card, yes. The sacred stone. This is an ancient 
magic. So we were talking earlier about was this something potentially passed on by the family. I'm not saying for sure yes, but I am saying that whatever this was is very old magic, for lack okay. of a better word. So whatever whatever this entity was. So yes, there was an attachment. But then, but then we have the nest. And the nest represents the home. So, and if you look inside the nest, there's little, there's three little eggies in there. Mm-hmm. So that would, that to me would indicate that it was specifically, if it wasn't attached to the home, then it would have been the family members themselves. Right. But then we have the spell card. Um, it can be taken literally, like this is a curse that somebody put on the family or... I don't tend to lean that way, but it, it it is possible that somewhere along the line, someone was like, hey, fuck you and your family. And that's, that <laughs> shit stuck, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. But the last, bo- the last card is um, the witch's bottle. And witch's bottles are usually used for, like, protection, but it's also containment. So it seems to be specifically contained within this family unit is what I would say. And I'm going to pull just to make sure that I got that right because, I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Was this... Did I understand this correctly? They have thoughts. They have so many thoughts. Okay, the Mort Bell is a call to worship. The Bats, this is a family card, specifically. It means... It can mean the underworld, but it also represents the family newspaper is storytelling or an expose smoke is confusion and the scissors is a uh it's a i'm miming scissors you guys can't see me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um it's a fresh start but it is actually a literal cutting away of things okay so it wouldn't have i you know did anyone try to do like an exorcism? Yes, oh, many yeah. times, multiple times. I thought so. I didn't listen and it, ahead like, of time. There were a couple times <laughs> where it got it got better for a short period of time. Okay, and the longest one lasted for two months, where there was like a lull in activity, and then all of a sudden it was like back with with a yeah, it was like worse yeah. than back it had with been. A vengeance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would say that yes, it was something attached to the family, and the reason. There's okay, twofold. One, you're paying attention to it. You're talking about it. You're giving mm-hmm. it your energy. You're you're breathing life into it's it. It's kind of hard because it wouldn't it. even let the younger child eat. Like it would smack I the know. food out of its hands and yeah, yeah exactly. Like all that stuff. So like, yeah, you can't really ignore those things. Um, but there seemed there seemed to be some some sort of confusion around what exactly it was so when they were trying to get rid of it it would go for a little while but it was never fully successful because they didn't actually know what they were up against um and things like this i didn't really have a solid feeling of like what it is but i have like i i have asked about and experienced some of these types of attachments that once they have a, like a claw or a hook in you it's much harder than you would think to make it go away and mm-hmm. like actually stay away um and again 
okay, all of the collective people around them may have been feeding into it more. And yeah. like, you know, so that's, yeah, I think I think it was something attached to the family. Okay. I'm thrilled with the idea that someone may have cursed them somewhere along the line. I mean, that, like, I that's, don't even know. yeah. You know, it would be sensational. I don't really even mm. believe in that, but I'm here for it. <laughs> now, there was a, with Harry Price that the aunt had talked to, he also said that he believed that as Demidar, the, the 10-year-old, got older, that it, things would become less and less, too. Mm-hmm. And that well, was like kind of his thought. too, isn't it? Yeah. That, like... It's that like adolescent time when a well, lot of these stories. We talked happen. about uh, in the uh, Sam the the clown. We talked about the age of seven being the age of like um, like spirit whatever spiritual whatever it is for them to like yeah. start to make these discoveries, right? So like the age of seven into basically like young teenager pre pre teenage or whatever it is. So, I mean, he would be that, right yeah. within that, he would that be the, period. Yeah, it would be the perfect timing. And that fact, that's what I've had two recently where I was like, God damn it, Mormonism. Because Mormons, I'm an ex-Mormon, <laughs> Mormons don't baptize their kids until the age of eight because they think that that is the age when you are more open and able to like accept yeah. and like open the door to these things mm-hmm. so yeah when y'all said that i was like son of a bitch <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's it's weird and like it, it's kind of it's kind of weird to think about but yeah i mean which would make yeah. sense in this case and for him to him to think that maybe as he got older it would no longer like it, it wouldn't affect it would as much away. right yeah 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 was there anything else that you want me to ask um hmm that was a good question. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. I mean, well, the the biggest things we've we've kind of touched on which was really the dad, the curse with the dad. I really wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Um that okay. and then and then kind of what uh, you know, what what happened. Is that to me the like curse? That was that was the one with, with the dad the with the dad working or the like the, oh, the witch employer, doctor. yeah, like employing the, the, the employer. Yep. Which I mean, yeah, we kind of, kind of determined that there was most likely something there, but did that affect yeah. the mother too? Like, I mean, Ooh, that's because a good if that was supposed to die with like their bloodline, that wouldn't necessarily include the mom, right? Like, was she like targeted as a one-off? You wouldn't think so, would you? Okay, so the casket screw. And that okay. might just be like so random, random building on that, but. Well, I mean, I, I, well, obviously there was some conflict there and that's basically what these cards are. Like this guy was fed up is the, mm. cause the casket screw is literally the final screw in the coffin. It's yeah. an ending. The glove is to handle with care, but it can also fun be like a, a, a dual type energy you know when the people used to like take off their gloves and slap each other and be like i challenge you to a duel right. you know that kind of energy but then we have the gallows which is fair or unfair persecution mm-hmm. and the whip which would say to me that he was feeling the employee or whoever it was was feeling particularly wronged in a way that he could not get over yeah um 
So the mother... What did you ask about the mother? I'm sorry. So I was just curious. I, I pulled mean, cards. If, like, if we determined that there was something that this employer had hired or hired or whatever, sought, like, sought out to, like, uh-huh. end this bloodline between, you know, the dad and the, the boys, the mother, she, uh-huh. like, she, she, like, became tormented so much that it drove her to kill mm-hmm. herself. So was mm-hmm. this, like, a, a product of that, too? Or was this something completely different? That maybe also became, I don't know, just a part of this whole thing? I think it was a product of this. Um, I forgot about the mother's mental health, and I'm thinking about those other cards now. And I wonder if there was, I wonder if there was talk about, like, talk about the mother and the demon. Anyways, um, but yes, um the boot it literally means you're on the right track with the mother but then we also have the tear catcher which is well, like he- hefty mourning right like very sad mm-hmm. all up in your feels which mental health issues also and having the, the young urn. child that died at the age of nine to like her and doing yes. that okay oh yeah that would be so hard and the urn is eternal remembrance so um yes connected but um Again, the theme for this one is yes and because the mm-hmm. son dying probably would have added a lot to this. And I mean I also I mean I hate to word it like this, but if you believe in curses, like if you believe that you've been cursed, you can actually be cursed just mm-hmm. because you believe it. So it could be that she was already in a frail state of mind. Her son died her husband got cursed by the witch doctor or whatever and um things escalated so really all this could be kind of all together as a thing because they they had like come to these like random random theories just based off of you know what had happened and what they had heard about the father and everything so yeah i mean Mm -hmm. which makes which makes perfect sense for sure yeah yeah fascinating because this one is like a lot, of, a lot of cases are more clear cut or there's not quite as many yes ands. It's mm-hmm. more just like, yeah, this shit was real. And this case seems to be very complex. But this one's more like a tapestry weaving together to yeah. show you the whole picture instead of just a clear cut. There, there's multiple storylines happening all at the same time. So. Right. So, <clears throat> so what we were seeing as like separate options for what explained this maybe is all just uh mm-hmm. like all a confluence together. yeah like a this crazy confluence of events that all culminated in the mm-hmm. haunting well and different people are feeding this attachment different types of energy and right. again if you were interacting with it if you were feeding it for lack of a better word it's gonna fucking stick around <laughs> you know yeah. like so yeah, I think I think there was a I think there was a lot of different factors at play in this case. I do think that there was something. I don't think that we have the full complete for sure. Um, it's hard to tell because there definitely seems like there was some human meddling. Mm-hmm. Was the meddling the witch doctor? Was the meddling the aunt and her accounts? I, you know, I'm not sure about that. That's hard to say. Um, but definitely a lot going on and definitely something attached to the family's bloodline. 
So that's okay. not fun for them. <laughs> I mean, it just so helps to kind of yeah. confirm a lot of that. Yeah. So yeah. if we think about it like that, like this entity was being fed from all these different directions, different mm-hmm. types of energy, and oh, maybe oh, like may- gluttony, like a slimer yeah. from Ghostbusters. That's what <laughs> yes. was in my head just now. <laughs> So, if that's the case, maybe pulling the kids out of the city, removing them from all this influence, really would Mm -hmm. positively impact the situation, Mm -hmm. right? Even if it even if it seemed like an attachment in the moment, maybe you know, like I always say, starve your ghouls, right? Starve your ghouls. Yeah. There is also something to be said for like it's literally why witches or spiritual people will say go outside and stand barefoot in the ground, literally ground yourself because yeah. it does being outside will do a lot for your mental health for dealing with this type of thing, but yeah, if you are having a shitty day or if you are feeling particularly haunted even if it's your by your brain and not by a ghost, literally go sit outside for a little while and it helps so it could be they were trying to get the kids away from all these rumors they were trying to give them a fresh start and they probably found that being in the middle of the country everyone felt a lot fucking better i do too <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. i hate people get Same. me away yeah that's cool <laughs> i like that yeah. mm-hmm. all right um i guess what that'll do it for our first episode of uh camp divination 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 rural divination rural camp divination right from utah (laughs) camp divination camp divination